doing your regular routine appointments. Ladies, going to the OB. Older gals, getting your boobies squished. Guys, coughing in hands. I don't know what you do, something like that. But go to those appointments. Hi, it's Nick. And Nick. And this is Better Together, where we explore women's stories through life's major changes and transformations and the support they found along the way. Ah, the sounds of a professional podcast. We're so good at this. (laughs) This is episode 10. Wow. An even number. (laughs) Which I was confused about earlier this week. When I thought 15 was an even number. What was the word? What's the thing I'm thinking of? I, I don't, (laughs) a multiple of five, which is a phrase. I guess. (laughs) I just felt like it was an easily clumpable number, you know, like five, five, five. (laughs) Clumpable. Clumpable. That's a word that we love to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are we, are we ready I had caffeine in preparation for this. Whoa. I did not, but I had a granola bar, which I feel like is Snacks. equally energizing. Yeah. I love <laughs> this it. Moment. It's a good choice. Thank you. Tonight, we're going to talk about physical wellness. And I paused because when you're listening to this, it might be early Monday morning, in which case this morning, <laughs> we're going to talk about physical wellness. Right now, in your earbuds, we're talking about physical wellness. Whenever, wherever you are, here we are talking about physical wellness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so today, um, listeners from all over the world. The world. The global earth. (laughs) Twelve countries. Twelve countries. Shout out India because they really love us right now. India is giving us a little bit more love than even the U.S. Step up your game, United States. Step it up. But anyway. I brought a special guest to the podcast today. It's my co-host. It's Nikki. Nick with a K. Because she is the only person I go and talk to about physical wellness. Mm, I see. Yes. I see where you're going. She is my expert, my source, my guru. Um, well, so you're welcome. You. Yeah. Here, Here I we am. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I stole your intro. That was amazing. Talk over you the whole time. I feel like amped up now. Like, I feel as if I am Michelle Obama about to walk on stage. That's how good I feel. If you would like to pay me to be your hype man, I will accept. No, you pay me to be oh. the main event here, the speaker tonight, okay? That's, no. Oh, I no, misunderstood what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the one getting paid. That's what I decided. Oh, okay. 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 So, so, yes. Nikki, what is your definition of physical wellness? Ooh. It's definitely one that's changed. Mm-hmm. I believe we've talked about this a little bit, but a couple of years ago, I left higher ed and pursued being a personal trainer independent contractor full-time and have since gone back to higher ed, but still personal train on the side. And so 
over those few years, the definition for me has gone through its own evolution. So I think I would start off, would have started off by saying that it was working up a sweat, whatever mm-hmm. that meant. Sure. Yeah. And today my definition would be intentionally moving your body. So obviously we all move our bodies to get up from the couch to go to the fridge too many times a day, especially in <laughs> COVID world, uh, because that's right here. But are you doing things that purposefully get you up and moving? And it doesn't have to be, I think sometimes we get wrapped up in, oh, you have to be working out or your heart rate has mm-hmm. to be here. Or you have, it has to be a high intensity type of thing, but it doesn't to me. And I'm the expert tonight. So what I say goes. <laughs> that was a perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. I buy into that. Yeah. So, and I think it's changed for multiple reasons. I think one, because, you know, now in the stage of life that I'm in with a baby, time looks very different for me. And so what I consider to be intentional movement now is very different than what I would have considered intentional movement as a single, non-committed, like no relationship, no kid, no pets, just on my own person than it does now, surely. So... Uh, that definition has changed for out of necessity, but then also out of just, I think, growing in life and exploring my own journey when it comes to wellness. So, yeah, that would be my definition. How would you describe it? Oh, I wouldn't. Okay. I just would not. Um, as a person who just had a marshmallow for dinner. You know, no judgment. I fried pasta tonight for dinner so let's just your your guru expert is coming Um, to you with some great advice i saw that marshmallow in the pantry and i was like it's mine uh Mm. and now i have a stomach ache so (laughs) i think i would definitely echo uh intentional movement and it's something that i do not prioritize in my life Mm very well at all it's something that in therapy this week my therapist said did you do any exercise this week because you know it increases endorphins it gets you feeling better it makes doesn't make you feel trapped in quarantine uh and I said oh no I didn't get to it she's like cool let's have a chat because (laughs) you have too many excuses yeah And, and so there's so much truth in like you don't have to break a sweat or do eight circuits in the gym Mm -hmm. to have intentional movement. And it's so good for your mindset. It's good for your whole body. Um, I don't have a third one. I felt like I did, but I don't. (laughs) But anyway, it is, it's about movement that makes you feel good. And sometimes that's a dance party in my living room with my dogs. Yes. And sometimes that's just, going outside to the mailbox and like in our apartment complex and just walking Mm -hmm. to get fresh air. So uh, we're trying to get a little bit in here and there and be better about it, but it does, it takes prioritizing. And I think in this world, fitness is either classified as your life Mm -hmm. or it's classified as the thing that's going to take away from something fun Mm -hmm. that you want to do like a nap. So Uh, you know, it's hard to find that balance in society when you see either gym is life or not. Yeah. And I will say too, I've had a real, I don't know, shift 
I guess, because as a trainer for years, I was saying, if it's a priority, you're going to make it happen. If it's important to you, you're going to make it happen. And don't get me wrong. Movement is obviously super important to me, but I recognize now that there are other things based on the day or the week or whatever that are more important to me. So while I do kind of stand by that same ideology of you're going to find the time or make the time if it's important to you, I also acknowledge that for some people, myself included, sometimes it's not a priority. And that's, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that that's the best practice, but sometimes I do want to prioritize sitting on the couch and resting Mm -hmm. my mind and my body over moving my body. Now I feel amazing. All the endorphin, that endorphin rush is so real. And so I love that feeling and I want to continue to prioritize movement, but you know, we're, we're going to be real here and say that that doesn't always happen every single day and realistic goals are huge. Yeah, definitely realistic goals about being nice to yourself, really about being honest with yourself when you're Mm -hmm. making excuses. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's, it is hard. And lately you have been getting up earlier if you can and when you can to try and get it in a workout in your home gym. How has that made you feel trying to kind of work some of it back in where you can? Yeah. So my husband typically works from home, but he's on a rotating schedule. And so this past week and the week prior, he was in the office and particularly this week, the second week that he was out, I did not work out. There was no chance that was happening because during the day I am full-time employee and full-time stay-at-home mom. And my (laughs) people on my team will tell you that I was sending out emails at 1130 at night. And so I was not getting up at 6 a.m. and committing to staying up to get a workout. And that was not a priority. But prior to this week, I had committed to three times a week and I was really sticking with that for a while. And that felt so good to move my body. And I tend to veer towards high intensity and strength training. Uh, but some days it's just nice to get up and move and stretch and foam roll and just know that for that 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour if I'm lucky, that no one's going to bother me and I'm just taking care of myself and doing whatever feels good. So I would say prior to this moment in my life, having a plan and knowing what I was going to be working out and what I was going to be doing was super important. And I do think that there is great value in that. But at this point, and again, I think you got to take what stage you're in. At this point, it's nice to be able to wake up and just kind of listen to, okay, what do I want to do today? What is sore? What is not feeling great? I've been having a lot Mm -hmm. of back pain. And so just being able to modify my plan in my head of what it is I want to try and do that day and prioritizing recovery has been very important. Mm -hmm. You have a Peloton at home and I'm extremely jealous of that. I do have a Peloton. We joined the cult uh, last year, a few months ago. We got the Peloton spin bike, having never done a spin class in my lifetime. My husband had done some, um, not when I knew him, but he had done some, he said. And so, but we did a lot of research and, you know, for like a, 
another bike. We It wasn't too far off price-wise when we priced everything out. So we got the Peloton. One thing I love about the Peloton is not actually the bike. It's the community. Mm. And so there's all kinds of social groups that you can join um, for like there's Peloton moms and love it. Peloton plus size and Peloton this and Peloton that. And all of those groups are so very encouraging. So I remember <laughs> this is embarrassing. Okay. The first time I got on the bike, I was feeling like pretty confident that I was going to knock it out of the park. Yes. Um, and it turns out I was overconfident because those <laughs> shoes, <laughs> You have to clip them in yes. to the pedals so that you are secure and you're not going to fly off while you're doing a class. And so I struggled hard to clip in, figured that out. And within 20, <laughs> I kid you not, 20 seconds, I felt trapped. Um, and I started <laughs> to have a panic attack because I was trapped on this bike and I thought I could never get off. In hindsight, I was trying to do this like, on a 20-minute break from work, mm. on a very busy day, I should not have done that. I was not in a headspace to actually do this, um, but I thought I'd be a pro at it. And so uh, I ripped my feet out of the shoes mm. in order to escape the bike. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, cool, cool, okay, we'll try maybe again. And so that night I got back on. And I, you know, after I figured out how to get my shoes out of the pedals, uh, <laughs> I put them back on my feet, got back on. And I think I made it like two minutes. That bike seat is no joke. Mm -hmm. And it was not super comfortable. Um, and I was feeling really down and I was like, I can't do this. And then James got off work and I was so mad at him because he's like, I'm just going to try and get on it. And I'm hoping in my head that he doesn't like it either. And we're just going to send the bike back. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. We tried less than five minutes. And it's not going to work. And so he got on the bike and the most annoying thing happened. He is, he does a full 20 minute class. No break. Mm. He's dancing and clapping along to the music Ugh. with the instructor. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. Now we have to, we have to keep this bike. This is stupid. I hate this bike. Mm. Um, so I talked to Nikki <laughs> about how stupid it felt. And she was very encouraging. And my husband was like, go into those social groups and see. And I posted in there was like, I made it less than two minutes. This was painful. I didn't like it. And everyone was so encouraging. And so I got back on. I can do a 20-minute class now. Yes, she can. I really love it. Um, but what I love is you don't have to have their equipment mm. to use their app. And so to be on their classes and they don't just do spinning, they do running, weightlifting, yoga, they just added bar and they have meditation and stretching and, uh, total body classes, all this stuff. And so it's just a really cool group to get involved with. They're all about motivation, all about acceptance, wherever you're at in life. They're like, just come in and make this yours and have a good time. And so I've, learned a lot of acceptance through that and I'm having fun. I will say the Peloton instructors are ripped. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they are straight from model Academy. That's not real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It is. It is in my world. So it can feel, cause I use the app. It can feel 
intimidating and like no Mm -hmm. chance am I going to be able to do the workout that they're doing, but you can. And they're really good. Like I did their free trial. This is, by the way, is not sponsored, but Peloton, if you're listening, sponsor us. Sponsor us. (laughs) If you, you can use their free trial and then, you know, see if you're interested before signing up for their subscription. But the instructors from what I've seen are good about providing options for all different levels, which is fabulous. Uh, But I do have to say I was partial to their cycle classes. I Mm -hmm. used to teach cycle pre-COVID and it's there. It's a high truth. Like you can't get it anywhere else. And so they, they, their energy is contagious. It's just energy and confidence and joy. Joy. Yeah. And you get off the bike and you feel happy and great and Mm -hmm. so accomplished. And so that's what I love about them. Here's a fun fitness fact about me that I wanted to share with you. Here we go. Uh, I cannot jump rope in a forward motion. I can only jump rope backwards. (laughs) Let that soak in. (laughs) Just let that marinate for a minute. Well, Uh, when was the last time you tried this? Oh, I try once a year. Okay. Since I was a kid, I cannot master the forward jump rope. The easier way, you mean. It is not easy to me. (laughs) I can only do it backwards. This is bizarre to me, but I accept you as you are. (laughs) Thank you. I just wanted to share that with you. That was something I thought of. So strange. I know. Just like me. (laughs) It's It's all good. Regarding... Going back to, I don't know how to come back from jump roping backwards. Here's something else I'll share. When we lived in Florida, Nikki would make us workout plans yes. as she was studying to be a fitness instructor. She yes. was like, we were her willing guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. And she would give me things and I would be like, great. Uh, we'd go to the gym together. I'd be like, which spaceship do I start on? Every piece of gym equipment yes. is a spaceship to mm-hmm. me. I'm like... Is this the shoulder spaceship? Is it the arm spaceship? Yes. Is it the back spaceship? Where do I start? Yep. Uh, you all, the four, it was really the four corner friends and you all kind of came up with your own names for things, which I thought was great. So I love that. All of this to say, it doesn't have to be Peloton or working with a personal trainer. There are plenty of apps there are mm-hmm. plenty of YouTube videos. Like Yes, I was just going to say there's this woman, Adrian, I believe, who has all of these videos on yoga. And I have to really focus when I'm doing yoga because I'm not a quiet-minded person. I'm not really a calm person. So I struggle with slowing it down. But she has all sorts of yoga. She has five minutes up to I don't even know how long because I don't do those. But um, I know at least (laughs) five minutes to 20 minutes is my like sweet spot for that type of movement. And she's just so calm and she's kind of funny. And here's the best part. Her dog is with her. Oh, fun. It's so cute. So anyway, there's something out there for everyone. Seriously. So my mom was not into like going to the gym and doing all of Mm. that stuff. She, like you said, like with you and yoga, like she couldn't get to a quiet space. So she would be the one like giggling through a yoga workout. Yeah. Um, She has gotten into 
doing silks, like silk aerobatics and trapeze workouts. And she's killing it. Like, she's so good at it. She can flip up in the (sighs) silk things and, like, do all these insane things. Um, And yoga. And through that, she's also done goat yoga. Jealous. have baby goats in there. But it's been really cool to see my mom, like, find this new passion in her life and Mm -hmm. explore, like, at any at any part in your journey, you can add in fitness where it works for you. Yeah. And you may find something you're super passionate about. Yep. I love that. One of the things that I am a firm believer in when it comes to physical wellness and sticking to something is accountability. And it sounds so cliche, but having someone do it with you, even mm-hmm. virtually checking in with one another saying, okay, we're going to work out at the same time. We're going to watch the same video or you can do what me and one of my friends do and one of us will put the app on on our phone or on the TV and the other one will watch via FaceTime on the phone and you're you're FaceTiming nice. you yeah. know and so you're doing it together but it's a it's that extra push to in the morning or midday whenever to know okay I'm accountable I told this other person they've rearranged their day for me to be there I'm going to do it so I would definitely yeah. say that that is a huge uh tip that I would give anyone, especially if you're trying to do it on your own with like without a personal trainer, I mean, mm-hmm. that it's great to have that extra support from someone. And I think you'll find more people are willing than you think in your circle to, mm. to do that with you and explore that. Like every time I bring it up with Nikki, with Allie, with any of the four corner friends, like uh, everyone's willing to just be like, yeah, I'll meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. And if I can't join the class with you, then I'll hold you accountable and ask you how it went and encourage you to be there. I think it's important to be honest too about what kind of accountability you need. Mm-hmm. I need people in my life like Nikki who are not going to like give me passes um, and let me make up the excuses. Like they're going to call me out and say like, okay, well you said you were tired yesterday. So mm. what do we need to do to get you energized so that you can meet this goal? Yeah. So true. So I want to transition a little bit to talk about food and water or drinks. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Cheers, matey. I don't know. Oh, why did I do that? A little treat. That's why India likes us so much. Accents. <laughs> so another fun fact, I suppose. We're full of fun facts today. You're welcome. <laughs> fun fact, I used to compete in bodybuilding competitions, which makes me laugh now because I'm so far removed from that world, but it was a huge part of my life. And yes, Nicole I was, there for it. was my biggest cheerleader during that time. We used to joke about many things. One of them was that I was constantly working towards having what we called boulder shoulders. Yes, which boulder are just shoulders. Defined shoulder lines, you know, it just gives and you peak that like, week? oh, peak week. That dandelion tea, like I was invested in every phase for someone who was not (laughs) eating. Peak week was the week leading up to your show. And you basically started off peak week by, for example, drinking two gallons of water on one day and then slowly tapering all the way back down to, I think about 24 or 48 hours before your competition, you drink no water. So your muscles would (laughs) fill up with all mm-hmm. this fluid basically your body and then it would 
drain and the idea is that your muscles would pop out more when you right before the show gave them a little bit of carbohydrates a little bit of sugar they would yeah kind of plump up there was a science to it for sure oh yeah and so now let me just say that i would not recommend that lifestyle it was more of like a bucket list thing it was very cool to do that for a year and a half whatever it was awesome but it was never something that I would have recommended any of my clients do. So PSA, it's cool to try and yeah. do if it's on your radar, but it is not healthy, period. There's no if, ends, or buts about that. Mm. When it came to bodybuilding, there was extreme dieting involved. And I would say mm-hmm. the types of food that I was eating was – quote unquote healthy like it it was it's foods that I would still eat today but the amounts the quantities and the tapering off of certain things and the limiting it it just it was not sustainable and it's not a sustainable lifestyle it is something that you it ebbs and flows you have off seasons and show seasons and so the reason for that is because your body just cannot maintain what you're asking it to do on so little fuel but it did teach me so much about what is in our food because you have to calculate every single last yeah macronutrient micronutrient calorie all of it and so it gave me a lot of tools to work with as I then moved into my own profession of fitness and wellness and helping people with their meal planning and my own meal planning too all of that to say there is not one size fits all and I know you have tried some different Mm, ways of eating and I've definitely tried some different methods and so I want to talk a little bit about what that has looked like for us when it comes to food which is such a crucial and important part of physical wellness I think it's a like one of the biggest parts honestly um I will so a fun pet peeve of mine is that with any fad diet or really a lot of nutritionist advice is um, for your snacks, like during the day, like, oh, if you get a little hungry, eat a handful of nuts, <laughs> eat a handful of almonds. Guess who's allergic to every nut? <laughs> it's me. Uh, and so I struggle in that sense when people are only recommending the same things. Mm. And then I also, you know, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but I've been diagnosed with PCOS, mm. which is a hormone syndrome. Uh, it's involved with like your ovaries and stuff, but really also doesn't have anything to do with your ovaries that much. So it's been hard to learn about, but one of the big things that comes with it is insulin resistance. And so I'm not diabetic, but my body kind of functions like a diabetic. And I have to be careful about what types of sugars I put in my body, Mm. where I'm starting in the beginning of the day. I have to be careful with, I like to intermittent fast, but I have to be careful with what that looks like for me. And so it's, it's always a learning process. I think I've been learning it for like the last five years and one day I'm going to get it down. But <laughs> but also information keeps changing too. So yeah, for sure. It's one of those things you're, you're always going to be learning and that's okay. Yeah. I think mostly what I've gotten it down to, um, obviously not perfectly, but what I try to focus on is whole foods and not a lot of processed mm-hmm. foods. I recently got really good at, or a lot better at, I should say, uh, at starting my day with water. And that's something I never prioritize. If, mm-hmm. 
if my husband was here, he would certainly interrupt and chime in with, there would be days I, I couldn't tell you if I had water or not. It was just something that I didn't care for. I wasn't like really highlighted a lot for me growing up either. So like, Mm -hmm. I just did not drink water. And so that's something I've really worked to prioritize, especially starting my day with water. And it's made a huge difference in like just my energy and my skin and like how I'm approaching food is making one active choice kind of sets Mm -hmm. up myself for the success for the day. I love that because I think sometimes people hear you need to drink water and they think, yeah, yeah, okay. But I mean, you're saying it literally has made a difference and I believe that it has. I still, one of, one of the good things to come out of competition, Nikki, is that I still drink a gallon of water a day and that I do take pretty seriously. And the days that I don't finish, there's very little left, but I feel sad about it. It's... (laughs) It's kind of like a an achievement for the day that I feel like, oh, I didn't get it today. Uh, but it's so important to me. And, you know, everyone, the Four Corner Friends when I was living in Florida, mm-hmm. lovingly, lovingly named my gallon Juggy. And it's a straight up like gallon of water, like just a jug of right. water. Yeah, there's nothing fancy about it. I don't pour cups of water into my Yeti or anything. Like I just drink it straight out of the gallon. Just chug it. But yeah, even in, you know, virtual meetings now, but in my meetings, my team will be like, oh, see, you got your gallon again there, Nikki, or we haven't made much progress today, Nikki. And everyone just (laughs) kind of feels entitled to comment on it now, which is totally fine. But it's kind of just an extension of me. I always drink my gallon. So I love that that has been a priority. And I know we've talked about this. Maybe it was the last episode with financial wellness, but buying extra water bottles but like when you have something that you like to look at and you're excited about it's going to make you drink it more totally so uh, i love that that's a a part of who you are now how has nutrition evolved for you switching from competing in these body competitions to real life to now motherhood to working full-time and being a mama full-time yeah i it took me a while to stop weighing my food, (laughs) which again, as I say some of these things out loud, I think there's great value when you're starting off following a new plan when it comes to eating, meal plan or what have you. I think that there's a lot of value in weighing out your food to understand how much of things you're eating, how much. That's huge, I think. And I think even as a baseline, just measure your food tomorrow and see how much you're just piling on there without thinking about it. And then look at what a serving size actually is. It's you got, you got to be in a good headspace to do that. (laughs) It's not a shameful thing. It's just, we in America do not understand portions. Yes. Yes. And I speak for America as a whole. (laughs) All I say our restaurants, like, Mm. And, you know, growing up, I think for you too, Nikki, like going out was a treat. It was kind of like a fun time. It wasn't often. And so growing up, looking at how those things were brought out to us and plated and presented, those were like two and a half to three servings of what we should actually be eating. Um, And I think that really influenced us a lot then when we started to have the independence to cook on our own because 
also I come from an Italian family that like, mm-hmm. you know, like one meal feeds an army. So yeah. it, it's hard to recognize portions. I totally am here for like, as you're learning, just measure it out. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Just to have a sense of awareness. And then you know where to go from from there because everyone's starting point is different. And so for me to say you should be eating X number of calories a day, that's craziness. Don't listen to anyone that has no idea of what your current baseline is and is just spitting out numbers to you. That does not work. <laughs> Don't Pinterest how many calories you should be no, eating a day. No, not at all. So I think one weird thing has been to transition away from that. Again, I had a good understanding of how much a portion size was, Mm -hmm. what foods contained, you know, a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs and fats. And a lot of things were macro based, which your macronutrients are carbs, fats, and protein. So it gave me a good baseline of information on what your food is made up of. But it was very hard to kind of come out of that uh, and allow myself to indulge occasionally or eat some things that weren't competition food, if you will. Uh, And so that took some time and it was weird. And it was right around when my now husband and I were getting together. And so it was just an interesting time for me to be trying to date and have this weird food thing in the back of my head. I was always thinking about food. And so it was, it was a very interesting time. And so now we, my husband, especially he meal preps and plans for us. And he makes all of our meals, which is especially helpful when on the weeks, like I was mentioning earlier, he's not here. Cause I can just heat something up, but I'm not measuring out my food. I'm eating the foods that I want to be eating, but I'm not measuring it out for a couple of reasons. One, I'm still recovering from having a baby. Yes. <laughs> Two, I'm breastfeeding. And you're feeding that baby. Yeah. Yes. So calories for me are important. I'm not interested in losing weight at this point. I'm not interested in cutting anything back at this point. That will change. I will want to rein some things in, but it's not a priority. He has gone back to measuring because it is a good consistent tool for him. He does not limit himself when it comes to treats at home or if we want to have Dairy Queen. We had Dairy Queen last night. Uh, (laughs) But I again, I think that there's a time and a place to be able to use the scale as a tool, not your only tool, but to just have an understanding so that you're not piling things on without thinking about, you know, what your food is actually comprised of. Yeah. You know, in my household, we've been exploring gluten-free because James Mm. has chronic sinus issues Uh, um, and he has since he was a kid and we see an allergist who's been very helpful um, and recommended James going gluten and dairy-free to help with these chronic sinus infections and get them under control. Mm. And when we follow it, there's a huge difference. But again, I wouldn't recommend that. I wouldn't recommend is not a word. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't recommend that to just anybody because again, tailored to what like fits your life, but Mm -hmm. definitely with food sensitivities, that's something like we've noticed has been an improvement for us. Also in brain fog, uh, when we cut out gluten, we just generally feel better. And it's been an interesting transition. There are a lot of gluten-free options. James's Mm -hmm. absolute favorite two foods are pizza and ice cream. (laughs) And they have, so pizza has double the amount of gluten (laughs) to make the crust rise. And then Uh, Ice cream is 
literally dairy. So it is all of the dairy. <laughs> and so it's been a challenge. And to his credit, he will try the non-dairy ice creams, but most of them are made with almond milk, which I don't allow in the house because almonds are my biggest allergy um, trigger reaction. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to have to use my EpiPen. He doesn't want that for me either. So there, are, it's hard to find a balance, but it has been fun to go out and try new things and try gluten-free pastas and bring some life into what we were cooking to make it more exciting. I love that. So I think there's room for balance for everyone, whatever you're trying to achieve or follow. I would say the biggest thing that I, again, would tell, there's very few things I would tell everyone across the board, but one of them is that completely cutting something out or saying that you're not ever going to have this one thing ever again is a very difficult shift Mm -hmm. and that there should be some intention behind that. It, you know, a reason being it causes inflammation. It gives you stomach aches, brain fog, whatever, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel good. And you know, the cause and effect of that food. So you're choosing to take a step away from it, saying that you're never going to indulge in sweets ever again probably not maintainable. (laughs) Well, and there's a science behind that, right? When you go into restricting yourself from something, you want it 30 times more than you did before. And, you know, it's also important. So if you're, if you need to cut something out of your diet, like gluten, you need to give yourself a plan uh, for what Mm -hmm. you can have and what you can eat and what you will treat yourself Mm -hmm. with. When I was in my younger days, uh, I had decided I was a vegetarian twice in my life. One was by choice. Uh, One was not by choice because my body just wasn't processing meat. So uh, Mm. the first time when it was by choice, I was in a middle school and high school. I was really young. I thought I just wouldn't eat meat and eat pasta all the time. Not the option, (laughs) not the picture of nutrition. Um, thank God I wasn't responsible for myself uh, at that point. But, uh, you know, it's things like that. Like you can't just cut out gluten and only eat processed foods that say non-gluten. It's really important to find the balance and uh, explore Mm -hmm. what's out there. So I want to close out this discussion by mentioning the importance of your doctor's appointments, your checkups, mm-hmm. doing your regular routine appointments, ladies going to the OB, older gals getting your boobies squished, guys coughing in hands. I don't know what you do, something like that, but go to those appointments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're no, so seriously. important. I had my annual checkup on Monday. And I'm going to do a little bit of an overshare here because at this point you've made it 45 minutes into us chatting and I feel like you've earned this fun fact that I was in my exam and the doctor was like, is there anything on your skin you want me to look at? You know, anything come up or looks weird? And I was just like, I have a little bump under my butt. And <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I know this is weird. And she was like, no. No, it's not weird. She's like, this is the doctor's office of of all places. This is yeah. not the weird place to be showing someone your butt, which is a valid point. Uh, so yeah, she was just like, okay. And I just rolled over and just showed her my butt cheeks. So turns out I have a cyst. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's 
totally cool. <laughs> but it was important, you know, and she told me what to yeah. kind of expect or if things got better or worse, blah, blah, blah. But little things like that, you don't know. And you could be questioning forever if you're too scared to go or lazy to go or whatever, because it is, it's one of those things. Oh, I got to take a half day, go to the doctor, this, that, and the other thing. It's not fun, but it's important. As someone who avoids my doctors, because I <laughs> just, I don't know, they, they scare me, I guess. They're very nice people though. Um, I recently went to the doctor because my hair was falling mm. out. And I mean, like, chunks were coming out, which is, uh, not normal, right? That's not something we experience. It's freaking me out. Mm. Um, so I went to my doctor and he was so great, but he was like, yeah, you gotta tell us this stuff. And sure enough, so they drew blood work and they're like, wow, your hormones are so imbalanced Mm. and we need to get that under control. And, and you know what? It, it factors into so many other things, not just my hair, which I I was concerned about because I'm vain. Um, (laughs) I didn't want to be balding, uh, but it factored into my sleep, my irritability, which I didn't realize mm. was happening. Um, and just so many, my ability to concentrate at work was being affected, like all because one level was off and there was no other indicators other than this, like physically my hair was coming out. Yep. Um, and so I'm happy to say I just went back for a follow-up three months later and at, at, which was a scheduled time. I wasn't avoiding them for three months. <laughs> I went back and it's my blood works definitely improved. The medicine uh, that they put me on is working. My hair is staying in my head, which I appreciate. Amazing. Some of it's growing back, but it, it's those things. It's like, if you keep putting it off and keep putting it off, there are bigger consequences that you just don't want to get to. And they're there to be helpful, even though. I'm kind of scared of them. Like they're there to, to help you and right. be a partner in your journey. Right. Love it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you for showing your doctor your butt. Thank you. <laughs> Something I never thought I'd get to congratulate you on. I feel so excited about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So up next, quick six. I feel like we should explain what it is if anyone maybe like has joined us as of episode 10. So yeah. Okay. So quick six is uh, a series of semi rapid fire questions that we (laughs) ask each other and our guest when we have a guest on at the end of every episode. They've been a lot of fun to do. We're going to start to feature them on our Instagram as well. So if you're on Instagram, follow us there at better together gals. Because uh, they make us laugh. They make our guests laugh, which I like to see. You know, sometimes coming into our podcast, even we get a little nervous about what we're going to talk about. I don't know why. We've Mm -hmm. been friends for years. Um, (laughs) But it helps us loosen up and have a good time. And we hope that you laugh with us for sure. But I try and think of the craziest questions I can come up with. Nicole is definitely better at the quick six questions. Not better, just weirder. (laughs) Better. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we're better together. Look at that full circle. Okay. Do we want to go back and forth or do you just want to do a chunk? Oh, I'll let you pick. What do you want to do? Let's do a chunk. Okay. I said, I'll let you pick. And then I gave you an answer. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. okay. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. Do you have, and if so, please describe it. A specific order of things that you do in the shower. Oh, yes. I'm glad you've asked. (laughs) 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise I will forget <laughs> to do some things. Okay. So first step, I get in the shower. Mm-hmm. That's an important step. The water's already on. I turn the water on before I get in. I, I can't do that like burst of cold water first. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's as hot as they can make it, which is not good for your skin, but I, that's what I do. Same. I shampoo, I condition, then I wash my body mm. and then I do face wash because okay. all of that conditioner should be out of your hair before you put it, before you cleanse your face. So you get any extra off. Otherwise it could like clog your pores and stuff. Oh, there's a science to it. I've listened to some, some things. And talk to some dermatologists about it because, um, yeah, you just, all that extra soap isn't made for your face. Um, so I wash my face in the shower. If I'm feeling real fancy, I'll shave my legs after that. But usually I'm not feeling that way. So. Getting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in quarantine. I so. love it. I love it. I was thinking about this because I feel like everyone has a particular order of things. Same thing in the morning, right? Like, yeah, I can't really defer too much from my routine. Otherwise, it feels very strange. Here's what happened the other morning. I had a hair appointment that afternoon, which I knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, I needed some help with my, my haircut and my gray hair coming through. <laughs> so anyway, so I did not stick to that routine. And guess who forgot to wash her hair? Mm. Me. Yeah. So I had to roll up to my hairdresser like, I thought I washed my hair this morning, but it's very evident I have not <laughs> by the time I've gotten here. And she, of course, is a true delight. And she's like, hey, don't worry. We do that here. Yeah. So we'll take care of you. Good news. We have shampoo here. Yeah. Good news. We're going to, we're going to fix you. Uh, but yeah, if I didn't, I didn't stick to that routine and I forgot to wash my hair. I also have a lot of like very thick hair. As a kid, my mom, if my mom would help me wash my hair, she could lift up sections and it'd be completely dry. Wow. It, there's just a lot of hair in there. So I work really hard to like make sure all the water gets in and then it gets clean and I rinse it. It's an ordeal. I have the opposite problem. My hair is just super thin. So I'm just like, oh, one drop of water, done. Oh. <laughs> different experience. Different. Very different. Okay. That's fine. All right. Oh, see, I always write down a handful and then I'm like, which one? Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, this one I'm definitely going to ask. Have you pooped today? unexpected and yes i have i don't go that often well i'm happy my husband seems to be in there all all the time oh yeah i don't they they have a special portal or something i don't know something happens in there he's in there all the time and it's like a normal thing for him i'm i'm like maybe once a day i don't know i don't yeah i feel you so yeah I'm feeling good, feeling regular. Thank you for checking. You are welcome. Physical wellness. It's a part of it. Important. You, you, gotta, you have to talk about poop. It's really important. You do. One of my other friends was telling me, we're going to normalize poop in Camilla's generation. And so here it is, poop question, you know, so. I'm here for it. All right. I'm asking two more questions. Rules don't apply. Oh, wow. Okay. What, if you had an alter ego, mm-hmm. what would her name be? Don't fucking know. <laughs> it's hard enough to keep up with my own current yeah, ego. I feel that. Um, I don't know. Electric spice. <laughs> okay, that's it. Well, that'd be a spice girl. That's amazing. My name would be Electric Spice. Okay, 
All right. Last question. <laughs> and this is because it wasn't really about you. So I had to ask a fourth question, but if we were to rename, we're not going to, but if we were to give our podcast another name, what would you name it? Electric Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like the right, I don't, um, I would probably just name us Nick and Nick. Mm. Yeah. Name, so we're not changing it. We're not. All right. Your turn. Okay. Well, good thing I have a backup question. So now I will ask you a fourth question also. <laughs> Quick eight doesn't sound Quick the same. Eight. Doesn't sound the same. <laughs> Not a good ring to it. Oh, well. Uh, come back for the next episode when we do it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your current mantra that is not we can do hard things? I go back and forth between a couple. So I'm going to name them. One is nothing is as urgent as it seems. Mm. And I find that. I typically need to remind myself of that when it comes to work-related things because I like to be very good about my job. I'm pretty type A when it comes to my work. And so to me, something that came in, you know, at nine in the morning, I want to have it done by noon, lunchtime. And that is not yeah, required of me by any stretch of the imagination. So reminding myself that not everything is as urgent as it seems and... The other one would be some form of this too shall pass, thinking of hard moments and really good moments. I yeah. have been taking an extra day off of social media. So I have been taking Saturday and Sunday off. Past couple of weeks, I've also been doing Friday just because I'm feeling it, not because of any other reason or whatever. I just, I'm really liking being in the moment. I think I'm more focused at work when I'm not even thinking about going on social. I think I'm much more in tune with my son and what he needs when I'm just paying attention to him. So those would be my two. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Next up. Okay. If you could make any documentary, what would it be about? What? <laughs> okay. Without having any time to prepare for this question, uh, I, I think it would be cool to do a siblings one. I don't know exactly Ooh, what, yeah. but I, speaking of, I really need to call my brother. Um, but I think it would hey, be brother. cool because I, I look at how my relationship with my brother has changed over time and mm -hmm. where we are now and we're very close and we talk about all, all sorts of stuff and I think it would be cool to have some sort of a documentary on like siblings, whether it's siblings who are x number of years apart or like brother sister combos or i don't know like it would just be cool i love that yeah yeah that would be super cool i think it'd be really interesting to hear like your perspectives looking back on like mm. moments that you share together and like because you're two different people who yeah. perceive two different things and so i i'd be interested to know yeah very cool okay please describe <laughs> your favorite birthday cake Chocolate mousse on the inside. Okay. Moist chocolate cake on the inside. Oh, moist. What a word choice. Yeah. <laughs> it's critical. Layered. Multiple layers. At least four layers. Okay. Chocolate cake. Chocolate mousse. Chocolate cake. On the outside, like a smooth chocolate frosting. 
We're going all chocolate. All chocolate. And then on top, it would say, happy birthday, Nikki, on it, obviously. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah. Okay. Because you got to smear it. You smear your name for good luck. Sh- Is that a thing? Yes. I've never done that. I didn't oh, know. All these I, years, I must have done that. Every year, smear your name. Smear it. Okay. <laughs> and technique. I have not had this on a cake yet, but I think it would be cool from what I can see of other people's cakes. Um, doing like, you know, around like the sides where it has like those drop lines. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like it just looks like I love to watch those videos. Yes, it's so they, soothing. Like, yeah, so like just like the like little lines that come down from the the drippy drops. Yeah, the dripping off the sides. Yeah. Yeah. But chocolate all around for sure. And my all name chocolate. my name written in pink. Do you eat cake with a fork or a spoon? I I'm a go-to spooner for everything. Same. Same. Okay. Does not matter what it is. Spoons. That's the right choice. I'm glad you said that. Unless it's like angel hair pasta, then okay, fine. But that's it. Yes. Okay. I wouldn't put that with a spoon at all. That's not a choice. Last question. Okay. I'd really like your dad to make us like a Jeopardy-esque jingle for these. Noted. Okay. He's going to be listening, so I don't even have to remember. Thank you, George. Yeah. Thank you, George. Can you please, for our listeners... Name all seven doors from Snor- Snow White. Snor White is Snow White. Is Snor- mm, can I? Snow White. Yeah, that's it. That's my question. Sleepy. That's one of them. Grumpy. Yeah. Sneezy. Yeah. Happy. Uh huh. Dopey. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> Lucky Charms is a cereal. That's not, he's not part of Snow White. Okay, okay, okay wait. I could do this. <laughs> I'm, I know this is wrong. Tricky is not one of them. Tricky? <laughs> That's your dwarf name, Tricky Nikki. We can't. <laughs> okay, you said sleepy, sneezy, grumpy, happy. I had a fifth one. <laughs> I forget it. I Start said over. sneezy, sleepy, dopey, grumpy, dopey. happy. Two more. Okay. Give me a hint. No. Give me a letter. We talked about the importance of going to get your checkup with the... Oh, Doc. Doc. Yes. Can I phone a friend? No. <sighs> You're already phoning me. I don't know it. How many syllables? Two. Dreamy? (laughs) (laughs) A distant cousin of Sleepy came to visit? (laughs) Starts with a B. Bashful! Yes! (laughs) That is it, you said it was such exuberance yes bashful and doc those are the two that don't end in an e so come on <laughs> i'm sorry one more time what's the ending syllable usually e. <laughs> it's a, hits at a certain octave yeah, that's yeah good job you did it good job thank you so much that was great 
And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Sayonara, suckers. Uh, 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 uh. Mm, 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 mm. All right, we're going to play the real outro music now. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for hanging in there. We love you guys. We'll chat with you next week. We're so glad you joined us this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, leave us a review. It really means a lot. Until next time, remember, we're better together.